Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart on Monday, the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, mates. How's it going? This is Matt here, host of Primates. Uh, looking forward to the last couple of episodes of Primates for a little while uh, with episode 99 coming out later this week and 100 next week. Should be great. Um... But in the meantime, here's another episode of my Matt Chat show. It's a show I've been doing in the COVID-19 lockdown period where I've been catching up with a friend for a drink and having a bit of a chat. Uh, it's more of a video show with, you know, there's pictures and I chuck in some clips and stuff like that, which you can see at youtube.com slash Matt Stewart. There's a link to that in the show notes. But, you know, if you just want to listen to the podcast version, you get the bloody idea. It's, uh, there's, you know, it's not super visual, but there is a bit going on. If you want to check out that version of it at YouTube, please do subscribe to the channel as well. If you want to, there's also clips or a, few, a small handful of stand-up clips there as well. And I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to put up other things there. If you've got any thoughts for that, please. Feel free to suggest away. I'm on social media at Matt Stewart Comedy on Facebook and Instagram and Matt Stewart underscore art on Twitter. All these links in the show notes as well. Anyway, without further ado, here is my chat from this week. It was with my very good friend, comedian, Triple J host and host of the Do Go On podcast with me. It is Jess Perkins. Are you okay that it's already begun? Um, ideally, it would have it would have started right now. Okay, and having started a few seconds ago, that's fine. No, no, all right. Well, let's see. I've got them both. I've got two options. <laughs> okay, great. That Phew. works out well. <laughs> so the show is called currently Matt Chat, although you know I'm not married to that. I'm a free man. I like I chatty with Maddie. Name. Getting chatty with Maddie or yes. chatty with Maddie. Um, oh, good. It probably getting chatty with Maddie does make more sense, doesn't it? But Maybe. I also just like chatty with Maddie. Yeah, these are good, these are all good options. But I mean, who calls you Maddie other than me? Um, maybe what, my older sister. Yeah, Maybe. right. Mate, I'm not sure, hundred percent. I mean, we've got that kind of like you're like an older sister to me. Anyway, yes, so <laughs> yeah. that doesn't add up. <laughs> you you always said that actually. Yeah. I look up to you yeah. in a lot of ways. You know, you, yeah. you did it all before me. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, in my sister's case, like a good 15 months before. So, yeah. 
just she, oh. she did everything just before you. Yeah. So go. Who, my parents having two kids within less than two years. That Psychos. Right? That's dumb. Yeah. That's I'd, insane. Yeah, it was a different time. Admittedly, this was pre nine eleven and pre COVID nineteen and pre Netflix. There was less to do. Yeah, they were chilling you know? without the Netflix, and that led yeah. to a lot of babies. That's what was causing it, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, the outbreak of children back then in the old days. <laughs> you wouldn't even know this, but I, I was alive in the 1980s. That, Have you heard of them? That is wild to me. I've heard yeah. of them, yes, but um, just the concept of knowing someone who was alive in that time yeah. is yeah, it's pretty wild. I gotta Do be you find honest. it humbling? Um, yeah, I think it keeps me grounded. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because you were, you, you were born like well into the following decade. Yeah, well into, yep. 1990, right? Yes, well into the 90s. I was born. um, Months in. Deep into the 90s. Eight, a whole eight months into the 90s. You know, like a lot of people would say I missed most of the 90s. Yeah, well, if you remember the 90s, were you really there? You know what I mean? (laughs) I do, I do know what you mean. Um, And I don't remember them because I was an infant. Someone else, you know, our Patreons, because I do a podcast with you, people who might not know this, I do a podcast with Jessica Do Go On. We have Mm. a Patreon and on there, someone put a poll up to say, what should this show be called? And the winning thing was Mullet Over with Matt. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Here's my question. Okay. Uh, and this isn't just in relation to the the title suggestion. It's also just a question I've been meaning to ask you anyway. Are we keeping the mullet forever? Oh, forever's a long time. Right. A long time. So then, like, let's say this series, like, does really, really well, which I can only assume it is doing and will continue to do. Yeah. And then, you know, you're like a dapper 50-year-old man uh, with a very cool hairstyle because you're very wealthy and cool by then. Uh, and then, and then the, the title is lost. Wait, I'm, I'm just struggling. Are you connecting dapperness with not having a mullet? Yes, I am very clearly. It's a clear connection. For I me. don't know if that's necessary. You've sort of added one and one and got 17. <laughs> Your maths yeah, isn't quite there. It's, well, you know, my maths isn't good anyway. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, it's and you've one of proven that one of those cute things about me is that I'm bad at maths. Yeah, um, I like mullet over with with what was there it? Is, mullet over with Matt. I'm, I mean, I've had you know, I've had a, I've had maybe four periods of my life I've had a mullet, hmm. but there's been many non-mulleted periods as well. Yeah, you can't be defined by one hairstyle. You can't define me by one mullet. You're so much more than that. I also, in, in the 90s, which you barely remember as you were a baby for most of it, mm-hmm. um, I had spiky hair, which was all the rage. That's completely different. The back end. Also had a 90s mullet. I had an 80s mullet. I had a 90s mullet. I had a whatever the next decade's called mullet. And then uh, this la- the last one and then this new decade also. So maybe that's five because this one's crossed two decades. So how many of those mullets, though, have been your decision? Because I feel like the 80s one... 80s one was not. Not your call. Mum cut my hair for the (laughs) the first, I reckon, eight years of my life or more. Yeah, right. So that that was just... She did the front. Easy. Fronts are easy. (laughs) 
Back, I because I cut my own hair at the moment, and I agree with Mum. The back is hard, but <laughs> she could get around there, and she and could just, see. She could see it where I can't. But I also, yeah. I think at the time it was somewhat in fashion. Yeah, and so then by the time the nineties rolled around, was that then a decision that you made? As I assume, a middle-aged man by that point. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you understand time, definitely. That's how it works. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was, it became my decision from then. Yeah, right, okay. In okay. The te- my teen mullet and then my 20s mullet was also a decision of mine. And then again, my 30s current mullet has yep. also been one of my calls. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your mum. I mean, there's not someone just out of shot with a gun. You keep that length at the back. You keep that front short. You keep it, you shave that side. You keep that side very, very short. Like military short, but the back very long. I cannot stress that enough. Okay. All right. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, life is stressful at the moment. Someone's always okay. just out of shot. <laughs> so, but not what? out of range. Ah. For the Im- shot. That's important. I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know what you mean, yeah. Is that a pun? I do know what you mean. No. Um, I don't think it is. I can't tell. I'm confident. I can't tell. I'm pun blind. <laughs> You're blind to puns. I can't see puns. Are you cracking a beer there? Yeah, I was going to crack a beer. So that's, I mean, that's a big part of what this show is. It's catching up with my very good friends for a drink. Mm. Uh, and I try and pick a drink that in one way or another reminds me of my guest, either mm. in, in style, art, substance, whatever. Um, this one I picked... Uh, because I know it is the only style of beer you like. Oh, uh, it's, it's not the one you love. The passion fruit grows from Seven Bells, but it is a passion fruit sour. Ah, and this one's from the uh, Bad Shepherd down in Cheltenham, near where I grew up. Um, but it also, I mean, you're one of the most passionate people I know. One yes. of the fruitiest. Yep. And also one of the most sour at times. Yep. I've got my moments. Hey? What? You do all three. Yeah. And, and not everybody can. Find a woman who can do all three. <laughs> She's passionate. She's fruity. She's a bit sour. Um, I, on the other hand, have chosen something um, that was already in my fridge. Oh, great choice. Yeah because I sort of forgot about the drink element of this. So I've got a Summersby apple cider. Oh, a real basic cider. Yeah, it's a real basic bitch cider. And I love it. Yeah, that's the one that you go to, because you you don't love beer as a general rule. Mm -mm. I don't love beer. Um, I tried as a teen. um, But, you know, like, then again, as a teenager, you, you start with something like VB, and that's not exactly... I mean, that's not a good beer, arguably. Uh, I don't hate it, but, yeah, I know um, I know a lot of people do, but also a lot of, a lot of people love it. <laughs> that's true. People Brahana are very passionate Thirst, about Big this. cold beer, best cold beer is Vic. <laughs> Vic Bitter. How does it happen? You paint a sign or dig in a mine and you strain till you think that you'll burst. You sure got a thirst. A hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best cold beer is big. You're leaving a van or shoveling sand. You can get it any old how. Matter of fact, I got it now. A hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best cold beer is big. Big bitter. 
Oh. I think it was fine. And I mean, maybe it was fine when it was like icy cold. The first like maybe half was okay. And then because I'd nurse it a little bit, it would go warm and then it was disgusting. Yeah. Um, so no, so I your never... T- teen years were early 2000s. And I think in Australia, like beer variety didn't really exist until the 2010s, whatever that decade's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I don't know. What is that be... decade called? Yeah, because some people say it's like the teens, but it's not because 10, 11, 12 aren't teens. Yeah. It's just a real piece of shit decade. Yeah. Which I loved. I had a great time during it. A lot of great years, but... Yeah, some of my best, I reckon. Um, give yourself a name, dog. Yeah, but make dog yourself... Of a decade. Make yourself easier to name. Yeah. You know, that's on you, decade. What do we call the 1910s? I don't... It's just the 1910s. Maybe that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the 2010s. Oh, that... Yeah, okay. That actually sounds fine. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, there we go. We solved that. So oh, 2010s is, is when beer variety came into fashion. Yeah. I think it really exploded microbreweries and, um, and craft breweries and that sort of thing took off here. I think America was a bit ahead of us on that. Yeah, but apparently right. Australia started off at the very... Oh, like in the 1800s, 17, 1800s, the early European settlement of Australia, there was a lot, like a heap of breweries. Oh. Like every, everywhere had heaps and heaps of them because it was just like one of the businesses people would start up and then that slowly got shrunk down into every city had one big brewery. Melbourne, yeah, you right. could go to a pub and you, what do you want, a VB or a Carlton Draft? Both made <laughs> by the same people and taste very similar. Which one do you want? Could have a Melbourne as well. Another one made by them also say tastes pretty nice. What's the price difference between the three, if any? Is there? Not really, mm. but we'll probably give it one just to make it feel like you've got a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's one that's like the cheaper, the cheapest. Um, I have a like a pet peeve of when it's something that my uh, my partner does sometimes. He will order. He'll just say, can I have the cheapest red wine or like the, the oh. cheapest beer? And I'm like, don't, why <laughs> don't say cheapest? You yeah, know? especially because you don't, you don't know, like, at least pretend you're looking. Yes. If you're, you looking know, you... at a, if you're looking at like a wine list or something, you can figure out which is the cheapest. So just say that. Or just say the house red, that's the cheapest. Yeah. Don't say, can, don't just be like, hello, I'm not willing to spend much money at your establishment. I the think cheapest one, please. He's doing it in a charming way, showing that he's, he's, there's no pretense there. He's not even pretending to be a fancy man. That's, I think that's what he'd be doing. He's not going, hey, I'm, I'm a tight ass and I don't care who knows it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he thinks he's being casual. Yeah. Um, but, you know, don't do it in a fancy place anyway. I mean, yeah, I mean I, that would be the one that I would choose probably. Probably, because I can't taste the difference. I, I mean, I ca- and I can't until after I've had it. Who knows? Sometimes they say the, you know, it, the most, isn't there a thing where a lot of restaurants will put the a pretty shitty wine as their most expensive? Because people do the opposite sometimes. Give me a bottle of your most expensive uh. champagne. And then there's some, some people think the best one to get is the second most expensive. Oh, because they're just getting rid of their cheap shit. On idiots who just want to show off. Yeah, right. And you know what? If you're just doing it to show off, 
You deserve it. You deserve yeah. some shit wine because you're not going to know the difference anyway. At like a um a family birthday last year, I had I don't remember how much it was. I think it was like a nearly eight hundred dollar bottle of wine, and it tasted like red wine. <laughs> It just no, tastes I couldn't like enjoy it. Wine. How do you enjoy something like that? I would feel I, nervous the whole time. Yeah. And I feel like it's being wasted on me as well. Absolutely. It was completely wasted on me. I was like, I don't, I mean, it tastes like any red wine that I've ever had reluctantly. Right. I reckon there's two, cut, two main types of red wine. It's the ones that are yuck and the ones that are, are nice. Oh, Okay. Because I, I think I don't think they all taste exactly the same. There are definitely ones that I think are gross and ones that I think are good. And there's probably then you've probably got a, like a split in the good ones. There's sort of like the lighter ones and the heavier ones or something. Yeah. So maybe there's four kinds of three kinds. There's the shit ones, whatever they are, and then there maybe two slightly different types of you know whatever the drinking version of edible is. <laughs> Drinkable. Drinkable. Thank you. <laughs> I think drinkable is the highest praise for any type of alcohol. Oh, that's drinkable. Mm, I'll keep that down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to spew immediately. <laughs> is your summer's beer? So summer's beer is, that is like one of the big couple of ciders. You'll see it most bottle shops in Australia. Yeah. Summer's beer. Is um, Strongbow still around? Yeah, Strongbow's still around. I'm not huge on Strongbow. The problem is as well, because I, I thought a little while ago, I was like, I'm going to get into beers. I'm pretty sure I quizzed you on it at the time. Like I was like, I, I want to ease myself into drinking beer. But then one of the triggers for um, pretty severe migraines that I get is alcohol. Oh. So I just don't drink that much anymore anyway. And even with ciders, I've found, and I don't know if there's any science to this or whether it's in my head or something, but I'll find that like any really dark ciders will give me a migraine. But summer's bee, it's like 90% of the time I'm fine. Oh, right. Oh, that definitely feels... Very light. It's like piss. It's piss coloured. Yeah. Your bear grills in it. I think that definitely is a... Yeah. If, If you're getting bad migraines, I reckon that's smart to drink less. Yeah, you know, it just, you weigh it up and you go, it's not like a hangover where you're like, well, I'll feel a bit shit tomorrow, but at least I had a good time. This is like, I might need to be hospitalised. Um, <laughs> so I probably won't, I probably won't overdo it. And it's, that sort of does make it feel like it, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to like force your way into liking something that's going to make you yeah. feel bad anyway. There's a really good chance it might make me feel very sick for a while i'll just i'll just give it a miss that's all right it's fine i'm definitely drinking i drink less than i used to as well Mm. it's probably just a thing people do as they get older maybe yeah i think you go through stages you know when you're young and it's like you think that drinking is the equivalent of having a personality yeah. yeah it's funny talking to um who was i talking to who grew up somewhere else and they were they were like I, I didn't have a drink until I was older and they thought it was weird that I had I started drinking when I was 14. I'm like, oh, that I wasn't some weirdo where I grew up. That was just... That's just that normal. That's what, what you did. And you weren't that far from me. Was it a similar thing for you? Yeah, I reckon we were um, probably not 14 for me, but probably like 16, 
17 starting to drink and then you know first first couple of years of uni is like you're out a few nights a week yeah and you bounce back so quickly your hangover lasts for like 15 minutes the next morning you go to another pub totally you're like oh no but you're well enough to get yourself to a mcdonald's and get some sort of comfort food and then you're fine but it's like if i'm hungover now i'm i'm not leaving the bed it's not possible fetal position totally for three days <laughs> but back then it was it was at least wednesday thursday friday saturday and then often a church Tuesday, on sunday so, yeah church <laughs> on sunday repenting for the sins of the week yep. sorry about yeah that. it was my lord ah uh, oh, my lord my lady that's what i call <laughs> mary she doesn't have a surname does she <laughs> no nah, she's mary. mary end of name <laughs> but, but i um yeah, I wonder about uh, that now, like 14. And, and I think people going, Ugh, 14, 15, that's no good. Mm. I'm like, yeah, you are right. Then, <laughs> it was no good. It, it's, uh, it's funny, yeah, looking back, that that was just what everyone was doing, just sort of quietly at house parties and stuff. Yeah. Parents weren't re- aware or anything like that, really, until a little bit later. But I remember it was just, that. The first party I went to that had alcohol um, was like somebody's, I want to say 16th birthday. So maybe that's, that's year 10. And um, the parents knew that there was going to be alcohol there and like, you know, it was on the invitation. So other parents knew. And my mom <laughs> gave me a little like esky bag, like a little cooler bag with two raspberry cruisers and then two, like, just soft drinks. Like, I think they were agram, like the blood orange agrams or something. And I just had to have, like, you can have have one cruiser and then, you know, just have a... <laughs> she was just like, but I turned up with a little esky. <laughs> so, it's so cute and so sad. Yeah, but it, that, yeah. I mean, it feels like maybe that's smart parenting. She's yeah. obviously going, you're going to do it. I'd love to do it with some sort of control. Yeah. And, uh, and reasonably, and I did it because I did it in secret. I was drinking Jim Beam, uh, free poured it into Pepsi bottles, yeah, and you know, just got gross, yeah. Um, but that was because I didn't tell them. I reckon my parents would have done something similar if I spoke to them about it, yeah. I reckon that's probably the smart way to go about it. It probably depends on your kid. I don't know, some kids have probably abused that, but I think because my parents were sort of like. Yeah, okay, you can do that. But, you know, don't, don't go too crazy. It meant it wasn't taboo. Like, it wasn't that exciting. So by yeah. the time I turned 18, I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't right. really care that much. Maybe it was reverse psychology. I think it is really the way it feels. That feels pretty smart. But, yeah, yeah it is also, it's just, yeah, it's just strange to think of, you know, the things I would say, you know, your brain hasn't fully developed yet. Yeah. I don't know if you should be pouring poison you know on it which is basically what alcohol is it's just like yeah i was thinking about that a little while ago i'm like you know uh this is four percent alcohol that basically may as well say four percent poison yeah i was just having a light poison tonight yeah having a few poisons with the boys no worries i I was thinking that recently because there's so much of like our social lives that are especially um, especially young guys, like a lot of the social life is catching up and going to the pub or having drinks or whatever. It like really revolves around alcohol. And I'm like, it is just, it is poison. You're absolutely right. It's like, why are you purposely putting stuff into your body that you absolutely know is going to make you feel like shit? 
It's weird. Well, we do it. And I'm not saying I'm never doing it. I do it myself, but like... Well, I'm doing it right now. I know. I also get really... <laughs> I'm probably ranted to you about this before, but sometimes I just get really stuck in this, like just keep thinking about how humans made all of this up. Like we're just like slaves to money, but we made it up. And we made up the systems that are in place. We just made it all up. It's all bullshit. And I get very, uh, I get very freaked out by that. Right. So we've we've created our own cage. You know, just locked ourselves up. All these you know laws, the, rules. Yeah. We yeah. Made up. What is it? Nanny state. Yeah. There was no state. There was no nanny. Humans did that. No roads. We didn't have roads, did we? Oh, you can't jaywalk. Well, we, don't well, we need fucking roads. made up the road. <laughs> we made it up. We made cars. We made it all up. We made cars? Not you and I. God, no. We couldn't do that. Oh, Maybe a I Lego car. Not that night where we had a few drinks. I couldn't know. Like, I can't remember all of it. I thought, mate, did we, did we make did cars? We, did we invent cars? <laughs> there was a, a thing I, would, I found out uh, doing my podcast about primates, called Primates, mm-hmm. that there are, I think it was vervet monkeys. They, uh, they were studied, this um, group of vervet monkeys who discovered um, uh, fruit that fermented, gave them, like it became alcoholic. Escaped monkeys acquired a taste for alcohol by eating fermented sugarcane left in the fields. Today, they satisfy their thirst by raiding local bars. They have learned to be sneaky. Picking the right moment is everything. And they studied this um, troop of, of vervet monkeys and they found that it, they really mirrored humans. The same amount sort of became drunk and addicted to it, sort of alcoholics. The same amount would, as a percentage as, as humans, uh, sort of teetotalers, some just having it casually, some using it to socialise and that sort of stuff. It was really interesting. Wow. That is it kind of made wild. it feel like it's an inbuilt thing somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not um, just marketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not just societal pressure. <laughs> We'd find a way. <laughs> that is, that's very interesting. Do they fall under the category of cutie primates? Uh, no, I think they're in the monkey section. Boring. So viewers might not know this. There are three categories of primates. You've got apes, which we are a part of. You've got the monkeys, uh, which things like spider monkeys and... Uh, Baboons, I think, are in there. Yes, they are, I'm pretty sure. And then the, the third category, and these are the ones I hadn't heard of before. They're like lemurs and pygmy marmosets and that sort of stuff. They, uh, I still don't know what they're actually called, but Jess came up with the term cutie pie category. Yeah, because um, I and the only uh, criteria there is that you, their eyes have to take up at least 40% of their face. Okay. That's probably too much, isn't it? Thirty percent, like the top, like the top third of their head should be eyes. They got to be eye heavy. They yeah. got to be, yeah. They got to have big eyes. Is what I'm trying to say. They got to pop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So they've, yeah, sort of. There are times where Jess will pull out a measuring tape mm. um, and say, so "You get back in that monkey group. You're no cutie pie." 
little balls. That's you get you, out of here. Little little balls show for little eyeballs. Um, and that did also, yeah, there was a bit of confusion for a while that some people thought Jess thought cutie pie monkeys were ones who had real big testicles. Um, yeah. But that was never the case. No, it's usually the opposite. Yeah. They Teeny tend to tiny. be small animals and therefore proportionately small testicles. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Through, that's I mean, what I've learned in my studies anyway. Yeah. Your studies are that normally the size of the being is proportionate to the size of the balls. Correct. Yes. But not with eyes and not with not, cutie pies. Not with eyes and cutie pies. No. Yeah. But testicles, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> testicles are always proportionate. Always. Right? Yeah. I think so. That makes sense, doesn't it? I don't want to go down the road of ball no. Chat. I mean, you know this about me. I've got huge balls. And, <laughs> I, do, uh, I do know that about you. It's sad that I know it, um, but you I'm, know, I'm not a huge person, and um, yeah, so I'm somewhat of a medical marvel in that regard. But you, you are a huge personality. Personality, yes. They are in proportion to my personality. Yeah, so. doesn't match your physique, but it no. does match. Your personal style. Yeah. Which is big. big hugger. Big <laughs> hugger. Maybe that's what it is. The bigger the hugger. Are you a hugger? Well, you've got big balls. The, bigger the, nu- the nuts are. And bigger the nuts are. Bigger the hugger, bigger the nuts are. <laughs> We're going to get uh, T-shirts made. Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit um, self-conscious, I should say, because my, my backdrop here is not particularly interesting. Um, is this one of the ones that uh, you downloaded? Did you download? <laughs> yeah, I downloaded this. That's a JPEG? Yeah, uh, just for a bit of a gag. Yeah, could I <laughs> get one with a door and a blank wall? And a bit of a chair. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I just moved into this house and I haven't set shit up yet. Right. So it's just very blank. Okay. But, you know. Well, the viewers will be furious. They expect a certain be... <laughs> level of aesthetic from you. Well, what the, the sort of aesthetic I'm going for um, further down the track is um, I want it to look like I've been on the hunt for a killer for several years. Yep. So I'm going to have heaps of um, newspaper articles, photos that I've taken um, without people's knowledge. I've stalked them. And then I'll just have lots of red tape sort of connecting all the things, lots of things, yeah. circles. You yeah. want those pins with string yes. running around them? Yeah. And I'm going to leave like a, um, an ashtray around. It's going to be filled with cigarette butts. And there's just going to be like energy drink cans. So it's just like, oh, she hasn't left this room in a long time. Right. You know? Do you drink energy drinks? Um, no, nah. uh, I don't smoke either, but... Um, I, the I used I used to back when like early twenties those days of going out four nights a week or whatever <laughs> I'd be I'd have a an energy drink before heading out. There was a time where I don't know if they're still popular, but energy vodka energy drinks. What like a, a vo- bad idea they are! Like but, a vodka Red Bull. Yeah, but they were marketed in little cans. Oh. Pulse, and there were other, there was like three or four different brands that did it. Smirnoff had one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't, I haven't seen them, but I haven't been looking for them for a long time. I have, of course, had energy drinks. Yeah. I went through a phase of like, I would have them sometimes um, uh, at, at Triple J when I was doing the overnight shift. 
because I wouldn't have slept for 24 hours. So it's like, you need something to pick you up. But I don't, I don't have a much, my brother has like, I don't know if he still does, but he definitely went through a phase not that long ago of having four of the big cans every day, which is about a liter, I think of V. Imagine how much, you know, they show it sometimes how much sugar it is. Just piling the sugar in front of it. That would be a bag of sugar. But that, that yeah. is a pretty big tradey, a tradey thing, I think, the energy drinks. Yeah. They get up very early. Yeah. You know? When I used to work for the heating and cooling installation company, yeah, the V's were big, big news. I, we, all, we all just smashed V's every day. And I'd choose a V still because a Red Bull would just make me think of a Jaeger bomb and that just... Still triggers. The warmth of the Jaeger. Oh. And that, that, that's what I remember. Was, the coldness of the Red Bull and this warm Jaeger drink. A warm, thick down. liquid. And, like, the, the Red Bulls weren't always uh, refrigerated that well, you know? Yeah. So they were kind of, like, cool. They weren't cold. And then, yeah, you're right, like a thick, sticky liquid going in it, and then you drink that. Why? I once went to, this must be one of the last times I ever bought one, but I once, I've got some bad stories with uh, vodka Red Bulls and, and Jaeger bombs, that sort of stuff. I remember in, in the UK, the second time I went over there, about 10 years back, was there with a mate and we went to this pub and I went up, I've probably told you this before, I went up to order and I said, we're jet lagged, we need a bit of energy. I said, I'll get a round of vodka Red Bulls first. So I said... Uh, two vodka Red Bulls, please. And they go, oh, it's special tonight. Uh, double vodka Red Bulls are cheaper. <laughs> I said, oh, four double vodka Red Bulls, please. In my head, that made sense. Like that value would be crazy not to. I better so get I've, two each. So, I've, But they've already doubled the vodka. And yeah. we drank them exclusively for the rest of the night. No. You're One after the other went and got a round of Red Bull. Double vodka Red Bulls, and I that is the by far the worst hangover I've ever had. The kind that it was like I wanted, I would have been happy to be put out of my misery. Just yeah, about. yeah, yeah, kill a me. Projectile vomited. Uh, someone got me a Powerade the next day, or a Gatorade, and it just like meters. <laughs> no, it was real rank it was uh, and it just like it would have been the sugar come down as much as anything else yeah and all the fucking that uh, guarana and all that all the stuff that makes it so high energy and the caffeine it's oh man probably the cool. double vodkas didn't help either Look, know, that probably was. wasn't great it wasn't like it was double shots of water in there but um yeah it wouldn't have helped it's a bad combo in the cab One on of the those way is too much. on the way back to our uh, another friend, I was staying at another mate's place who was living over there. And on the way back, they could not find it because their addresses in London are bizarre. So They're real confusing. long and confusing. And I gave it to the taxi driver. We were missing some key info and he was just driving around. My mate had fallen asleep in the back and I'm just stressing and buzzing. And like, oh my just, God. Oh, and I, and I, he, I woke my friend up. I'm weeping. Oh, no, I don't understand. That's. <laughs> Oh, I know this is what I've given you, man. Please, I, I just need to lie down. <laughs> I need to go to bed for a week, please. <laughs> just take uh, me to prison. I don't care. Please, <laughs> just leave me alone. I don't know. <laughs> just 
just kill me. Anyway, yeah. Ugh. I'll pay you 50 quid. Just run over me. <laughs> just let me go. Please. Please. It was, that was it. Yeah, that was not a good time. No. I, that was, I was in Europe for two months. And I think it was, are you, do you live next to a cathedral or something? Yes. I was wondering if you could hear that. Amazing. Yeah. So That's those, great, those bell. bells go off three times a day. <laughs> Every day. It's kind. Of, do you find that it's like a charming thing, or a? It's quite. Yeah, I thought it would be annoying, but it's quite. It's quite nice. Sounds cool. It'll, it'll finish in a sec. Jeez. Bye. So people can track you down. They just have to go to one of Melbourne's many cathedrals. <laughs> yeah, find a church. Not saying which one. Obviously, <laughs> that would narrow it down. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Because you've got buried treasure, don't you? In yes. Your ceiling. Shut up. Yes. <laughs> okay. I yep. buried it in the ceiling. Yes. Obviously. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, speaking of, uh, of energy drinks, something that happened only this year, oh, well, I guess like it was New Year's. Oh, no, it was like the very start of this year, we went to a music festival in Byron Bay, went to Falls Festival, and they had like, um, fuck, what's the drink called? They call it a Calypso, and it's it's like vodka, and it's made with like a tropical Red Bull, and it's oh. pretty cheap, and it's like nice to drink and refreshing because it was very, very hot. So I was having that, and my uh, partner got a vodka Red Bull, and then I think he had maybe one of those other ones later. But that was at about three o'clock in the afternoon and he is very, very sensitive to caffeine. Um, and I woke up the next morning at six o'clock in the morning and he was just sitting on the edge of the bed. <laughs> and I said, are you okay? He goes, I haven't slept. Oh no. He did not sleep because of an energy drink. He had 12 hours earlier. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> and he never slept again. He's, he still hasn't slept. Um, it's weird actually. That's um, no good at all. No, and the next day we had like a, a five or six hour drive to do. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm doing the driving today. Okay. Uh, well, the fact that he can't sleep anymore makes him a good driver. You could just yeah. you know, do it overnight. doesn't matter. Yeah, he's um, actually um, just applying for jobs as a pilot um, for <laughs> yeah. whenever travel opens up again. He's going to be able to do the long haul and they don't even need to pay two of them. He can just do it all. So, do you have footies back? They've announced a, uh, this week that... Footy's going to be back in June. Okay, that's soon. That's great. Yeah, I did not than hear that. Expecting because everything has so far gone better than planned. I'm still half of me still expecting everything to go pear shaped. Oh, me too. But um, I'm starting to like beautiful sunny weather's happening. Autumn, Melbourne autumn can be so nice. Mm. So everything's just feeling a bit more positive around the place yeah. this week, I reckon. But like, surely they're still not going to have. Uh, crowds, right? No, they said that they're not fully ruling it out, but yeah, it's very unlikely. Yeah. The teams from South Australia and Western Australia are going to have to hub in the Gold Coast. 
So they're staying at resorts on the Gold Coast because oh. the South Australian, West Australian state um, governments uh, wouldn't give them, which is fair enough, wouldn't relax their um, quarantine restrictions, like going back in after quarantine for two weeks. So they wouldn't yeah, fair. travel to play. So, um, yeah, so there's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Anyway, interesting that would I'm glad. For, that would suck for the players with families. But that well, yes, definitely, and I, I imagine a lot of them have some sort of family, you know, whether they're their own or or um, yeah. parents or whatever. But they yeah. uh, they have said that the AFL is going to pay for them to be flown in and out as much as they want. Oh, okay, well, that's nice. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Living in a resort could be. I reckon living in a resort is the sort of thing that on paper sounds really fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it wears off so quick. I imagine so quickly. The last time, like, we, were, we stayed at a resort in Thailand last year for the Kosamui Podcast Festival, mm. and that was, I had such a great week, but even by the end of it, it's kind of, like, gets to the point where you're like, all right, I've, you know, I've sat by a pool a lot and yeah. near the beach, it's paradise, but, um, uh, you know, I, I couldn't see myself living there for months on end. No, that would be so tedious. And also, like, uh, you know, like most hotel rooms, they are sort of a short-term thing so it's it's actually it's just one room you yeah. know they're if not built for living no there's no kind of if you're lucky you've got a couch and the tv and not just like a tv in front of the bed yeah you know? if you've got a tiny little table you're living oh yeah oh desk oh i might sit over here and do some bit of work tippity tap yeah i might just open a spreadsheet hmm. yeah huh. i've got, got business calls fun. Got to call a client in China, I guess. Yeah, might tick off a few things off my to-do list. Hmm. <laughs> Which I definitely have. Hmm. I'm not just trying to desperately fill each day. <laughs> Staying at a resort. Yeah. Yeah, right. But there'd be good things about it. Like if there's a good buffet breakfast or something, that's all oh, right. How good was that in Thailand? Those yes. buffet breakfasts. I think I haven't stayed at that many resorts. That's no. why I think of that is. Uh, I once I went to a cousin's wedding in Bali once I stayed at a resort then as well and that also had a pretty good buffet yeah. but yeah th- that one in Thailand was amazing that was a good resort I happily eat there every morning yeah that okay buffet yep did you get in the pool at all on that holiday yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. played the uh, yeah I came I got in later than you guys because I I just uh I think because we were there for the podcast and I had to write, I did a lot of my report writing in the hotel room. Yeah, so me I didn't, too. I didn't enjoy the resort as much as maybe others did, but uh, once I got those done, yeah, I was having a pretty good time by the pool. Mm. Yeah, Man, that won't be possible for quite a while now. Yeah. But Which is weird. I guess, we're, yeah. We'll have to do a do-go-on uh, festival somewhere in Victoria. We'll do it in a down on the surf coast, or yeah, you know, do a Torquay. And we stay in a resort. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you reckon we could get enough people down there to make it work? It would have to be like an RACV club kind of thing. Yeah, because I think that's the only thing that rural Victoria has. Or a big four. I might have a big four. Big four caravan park. Big Falls can be pretty good. I think I think Torquay would have a resort. They've got like a yeah. mantra or something like that. Yeah, they're going to have a, a mantra. 
Right? Lawn's got a mantra. Yeah, and that mantra is Calbonga, dudes. Oh, yep. boy. Yeah. No, 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 you did the right thing. <laughs> Don't you hide your shame. Don't hide it. Embrace it. it. So, what have you found the lockdown? You've been, what have you been doing? You've been watching Lost, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> Reluctantly watching Lost. Um, it's gotten to a point now where, because it's just, it's a very dramatic show. Like there's no relief from the drama that these people are going through. I would have given up very quickly right. if I was in this situation on a d- deserted island. I've never seen um, it. This is the one where each week they get up to hijinks um, and uh, they're the captain and then uh, Ginger. And hmm. the rest is that that one? And the Gilligan, rest. obviously. Gilligan's, Gilligan's the there, of course. One. Yeah, his yeah, surname Gilligan all... Lost. So the show's named after him, Gilligan's Lost. Yeah, which is his full name. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and then the yeah, funny things happen, like a you know a polar bear, like it's something ridiculous, like a polar bear is there one time. Yep, yep. There's a polar and bear. Since you, um, and a secret underground bunkers. And uh, other people that are there who are called the others, which is fun. Um, but, yeah, it's just gotten too much because it's so tense. And also the world is quite tense at the moment. Mm. So watching it was just sort of bumming me out a bit. So now I'm sort of like watching it while doing something else on my phone. Like I can't be fully immersed in it. And I'm watching just crap sitcoms instead. I've been watching Two Broke Girls. Ah. Which is not a good show. Isn't it? Uh, no. I haven't seen it, but it seemed like it wouldn't be. No. It's been a while since one of those big sitcoms has been really good, right? Yeah, and it's just like set up, punchline, canned laughter. Set up, yeah. punchline, canned laughter. Maybe there's something kind of comforting in that formula at the moment because, again, I can be watching it or I have it on, basically. I'm not really watching. I have it on while I do something else. While I play a game on my phone or something. That's right. what I've been doing a lot of. I feel like there's someone, uh, I think the one of the creators of that show um, is like a big stand-up. Yeah. Girls. Jeez, I wouldn't imagine that. You just create a show and, and then it, over there, like if they become big enough, they get into syndication and you just sort of uh, set up forever. Yeah. Sudden. Whitney Cummings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I haven't seen it, but um, it did seem like it would be, you know, like just another one of those sort of uh, Big Bang Theory type shows. Yeah, I think you could argue that it is fine. Parts of it certainly haven't aged well. A few comments you kind of go, ooh. And when I say hasn't aged well, it only ended a couple of years ago. Yeah. So Things have changed pretty quickly. Yeah. In, yeah. in what you can and can't say. I think it's... Oh, that's always evolving, but I think it's moved pretty quickly in the last four or five years. Yeah, and there's a few things where it's like, oh, I don't know if you... Okay. Uh, it's, a lot of, it's very samey. A lot of jokes. Right. It's always just like their boss is a short man and it's just every episode there's like 10 new jokes about him being short. That's and it's like, fun. he I'm gets laughing. it, we get it, we all fucking get it. No one cares, you know? But he's... He's pretty short, though. He's quite short. <laughs> that is good. 
That is good. I love those sort of things where you're like, I mean, you've written him as a, you've, you've give he's created by you. So you've created this guy and then you've made fun of him. It's a wild idea. I love, I think the worst version of that. And it was the first time I remember being in a cinema theater and gone, Oh, that sucks. You know, oh. I, I used, you know, for so long, I'm like, I love everything. Movies yeah. are fun. I'm in a cinema. And I went to meet the parents and everyone was loving it. And the, and uh, Ben Stiller's character's name was Gay Tano or Gay Lord Fucker or Fokker. Fokker. And, some, and someone goes, so your real name's Gay Fokker. So you've, just, I mean, that's just a thing you've made up. How is that? Yeah. Seen as being like a big Hollywood comedy punchline that everyone's it's talking so about. so clever that you've come up with this. I just, I don't know, I just in that moment, like, I mean, that's just, you could have called him Pig Fuckhead, you know? <laughs> Would you be, wait, hang on, is your real name Pig Fuckhead? <laughs> yeah, but that's just like the same guy who wrote the name has then <laughs> made fun of the name. It's so dumb. No, yeah, it's great. It's, it's great. Imagine your name being Gay Lord Fokker, though. Hey, Gay Fokker. That is pretty funny. So That's hang on. So good your full stuff. Name. I, I, might, I might even be remembering that wrong. Maybe it wasn't even that bad and obvious, but it was something like that. And um, yeah, I can't. I, 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 I quite like Ben Stiller as well. It was just you know, and it was a huge film. People loved it. Well, and then it had a sequel as well, which I I I'm not. I'm not a fan of, I like Ben Stiller, but I don't like that movie or Meet the Parents or what, Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers was the yeah. second one, right? Yeah. I, I can't handle just cringe comedy. Yeah, where it's like the sane person, everyone else is mad and it always turns on him. I, I don't mind cringe comedy a bit. Like I like The Office and I like Curb Your Enthusiasm and stuff like that. Mm. But for some reason this was, yeah, it was harder to handle. Yeah, no, I can't. I haven't watched The Office for that reason. I just can't handle... Even um, I like Arrested Development, but in small doses because it's a yeah, bit the right. same too. Like the whole family's insane. Jessie had gone too far and she had best watch her mouth. Oh, it's a bit different. It's not It's not as cringy, but yeah, I don't. I can't handle it. I just feel uncomfortable. Yeah, right. I think that's, I think that's pretty common. That's probably like coriander. I learned that recently that something like, you know, you're, you're either hate it and can't stand it there's something within you that means you just can't handle it yeah and, and then the rest is split into people who like it or take it or leave it i'm sort of in the it's pretty good category and i think right, i might be I, the same with cringe yeah you're like eh, i don't mind i can't stand coriander like yeah right. no if i, I take a bite of something connected. that's got it it's like <laughs> i'll pick it out of my mouth <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Yuck, <ugh. laughs> so this small sample size we've got admittedly very small it's a sample size of two yeah you both can't stand cringe and coriander i'm okay with both yeah extrapolate mm. from that there's a correlation there there has to be yeah has to be and i don't think we even need to look into it further i think we've i should it say more. i'm not a scientist but maybe I, maybe I could be. You're not a scientist, you know but I mean? that did feel scientific to me. I'm not technically a scientist. But in but a way. In, in a way, you know, aren't we all, you know what I mean? Science. Hmm. Science is using this mm-hmm. and a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. My nipples. And a little bit of this 
that's not where my nipple is, to be honest. Where is Which it? Which way? <laughs> It's a little more on the side than I would have thought, but you got a little ET I'll, nips. <laughs> I make sure they're right out in the side. They can see both ways. I'm more like a bird, you know, one on each side of its head. You're like a chameleon. Yeah. Little but nips I can move out. my nipples independently. Yeah. But, I, I mean, why do we even have, why do men have nipples? I know women can squirt milk out of them on occasion, but men. Yeah. Only special occasions. Only <laughs> special formal events. <laughs> yeah. Or hens parties. Yeah. Oh, um, I never get invited to them. No, you never do. With good reason. Hey, if you want to get in, you better squirt a bit of milk. <laughs> Come on. I'm red oh, raw here. Please. Please. So you're saying why do men have nips? Yeah, it must be like, there'd be a, there'd, if I was a scientist, there'd be, you know, an answer up here. But I was going to say you'd look a bit weird without it, but I don't reckon you would. You just got no, a Ken doll. And you would, you just, that'd just be how it is. Yeah. So, I, yeah, there might, there'd be a scientific reason for it. Maybe like we evolved in a way. Did we all evolve from the same one, the one same person? Is that how it worked? And when we split, man and woman split from one person. Mm. Is that right? And, then, and that person was a fish man or woman. And they, um, they crawled out of the sea and then split in half, creating man and woman, each getting two of fish person's nipples. Because fish person know, had four. Four, yes. Yeah. So I think that's it. I'm, I haven't done science school for a long time. Yeah. No, uh, I'm... Uh, I dropped it at the earliest possible time in <laughs> high school. They made us do it to year 10 and then I, I said, enough. <laughs> Well, we should probably, I mean, these aren't meant to go all that long. Obviously, I could talk to you all year. You know, we could, do you think we should break the record for longest ever chat? Oh, that, imagine how inane that would get. Because <laughs> yeah. you're not doing new things to bring back and talk about. Yeah, we're just hey, remember that time near the start of this chat where we talked about <laughs> nipples? Remember that time we thought this was a good idea? Remember that? <laughs> You go through real waves like that. Yeah. I think we just have to just start at the beginning of our lives and tell the whole, like everything you can remember. All the way back to the 80s? Oh, I'll try. It was a long time ago. I'd love to hear what they were like. Okay. Um, And the 90s, if you can remember that, because I don't. uh, 90s I remember better than the 80s. Mm. Let me tell you about, uh, I'll tell you all about the first eight months of the 90s you missed. Yeah, that'd be good. Catch me up. <laughs> what happened? Very vague on the memory. Well, I just moved to Melbourne. Okay. And, uh, uh, you been was, in- you know, there was a whole new beginning for me. Uh, mm. It was coming from the country. Moorabbin was like moving to the, the big city. It was like I was yeah. in Las Vegas. Oh, the lights of Nepean Highway. <laughs> oh, oh. oh blinding. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little montage, a little map. <laughs> the Saints were still playing Moorabbin then, so I could walk to the footy. It was the, maybe the, one of the first seasons I would have seen live AFL. That's I think cool. it, 1990 might have even been the first year it was called the AFL, I think. Really? It from VFL, Victorian Football League, to Australian Football League, I reckon, in 1990. Huh. It was either, yeah, it was 89, 90 or 91. I think it was 90. And who... Who won the premiership in 1990? 
Oh, is this like a hum- is this a brag thing? Who do you go for again? Well, uh, yeah, I did. Sort of, my family went for Collingwood, and they did yes, win that year. They did win that year. But I, I haven't watched. Big year for your family. Time. Yeah, yeah. me, <laughs> forty. Um, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, that's that's all that happened that year. Big, very big year. Yeah, big year in the world, and uh, you know, it's uh, been great reminiscing about the year that was nineteen ninety. <laughs> Let me, I like to, uh, give me something to do where I'll put something on the screen. All right. Last week, I, um, we mentioned uh, the, the cook, Ian Hewitson, Huey. Mm-hmm. And then we were wondering if he was alive or not. So I'm like, all right, I'll put him on this picture on the screen. And in a few seconds, I'll either put a tick or a cross. <laughs> and thank God he was alive. He's um, still alive. <laughs> so what's, uh, look, give Give me, give me a few things from 1990. Say who was the something, and I'll put them up on the screen. Say okay. this was the something of 1990 and that sort of stuff. This was the Prime Minister of Australia in 1990. Because oh, I don't know who that was. Can you was. believe that man what? was there? Ah! Then? Oh, interesting. <laughs> you assume it was a man, Matt. <laughs> I'm kidding. It definitely was. Um, and this right here was the Miss Universe of 1990. Wow. Can you believe Whoa. it? Her, that other one was ripped off. Yeah. Miss she, New Zealand. She, she was she was dogged. She should have been. And this was the most popular baby name for a boy and girl in 1990. Oh, yuck. Oh, oh stinky. That sucks. <laughs> Fart, really? For a boy? <laughs> Maybe for a girl. Yeah, come on. Little Fart Perkins. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, that's what I was called for the first 10 years of my life. No, it wasn't Fart. It was, of course, this name. (laughs) Ah, much better. Much better. Much better. (laughs) Fun. Bit of fun before I put it up. All right, well, this uh, this has been a great time. Jess, how did you enjoy your drink? I think we've been sort of talking about... Did I ever mention you're the first one who's picked an alcoholic drink? We've had orange juice, milk, and coffee uh, no. Oh, Dave had orange juice, didn't he? He did. Of course he did. He loves an orange juice. Loves an OJ. For me, if it hadn't been a summer's beer, I've got a Nippies iced coffee in the fridge. I would have Ooh. had that because I fucking love a Nippies. Nippies are great. Yum. Um, <laughs> nippies. Your Nippies. <laughs> A great. Wait, is that? I never really connected that. Is that why a milk brand is called Nippies? <laughs> I've never that, but I hope not. Because <laughs> it's the best iced coffee, and I don't want to think about little cow nips. Nah, Dare Ice Coffee, number one, same sponsor. Number one, yep. Dare. You've been having them before our recordings lately, and it has been working. People have said that the last little while have been our best in a while, and after the first live stream you're like oh you're on you're really on with that dare ice coffee so i've been drinking dare ice coffee before every, <laughs> every do go on we've done since and uh, the results speak for themselves let's keep that up forever yeah. okay let's get you addicted to crack okay well that's I by that i mean dare, dare ice crack. coffee i mean dare ice coffee it's as tasty as crack it's as good as crack is crack i don't forget which one crack is crack cocaine Oh, I just meant like um, the Irish word for fun. Oh, fun, yeah. Well, being a very Irish person, uh, obviously I'm made up of Swiss Italian, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what the exact pie graph is. I'll put it up here, but it's Swiss Italian. <laughs> it's Irish and it's Scottish. Mm. Unlike you, where you're a pure Irish, right? Yep. I think. I mean, Perkins is an English name. So there must be a tiny, tiny slither of English in there. So if you're going to do me course. a pie graph, do it like mostly Irish and then a tiny little slither English. Right. And, and then that- full, bl- full, bl- true blue Aussie. <laughs> so did you, how do you rate it? Did it, did it uh, quench you? What do you give it on the quenchometer? Uh, I'm giving it an 4.5 out of 5. Wow. That's high quench quality. Do you have a little bit of a headache? Not a migraine one, just a dehydrated one. I really like, I enjoyed this a lot. I like this brewery. I've been down there uh, a few times and um, I, I, it's not, I don't think you would like this one as much as the uh, Seven Bells. The Seven Bells ones is basically a cider. That's why it's, I like it. Yeah, this has still got a bit of a, that beery flavour, mm-hmm. um, and it's a it's a little a little bolder. It's not as yep. sweet. It is more sour, obviously. But yeah, I like both of them in different ways. And so, what what are you giving it uh, on the quenchometer? On then the quenchometer. That's uh, so it's out of five. Sure. I reckon this this quenched me because it's not it's not a super quenching beer, but I'd say it quenched me three point seven five. Ooh. Quenches. I mostly went for 4.5 because it says it on there. Thank you so much for joining us on, uh, what are we, what are we calling it? Maddie Chatty with, uh, no. Maddie. Maddie Chatty with Maddie. Yeah. (laughs) I'll do an episode where it's me chatting with me. Oh. That could be a game changer. Mate, you're going to get to the bottom of some pretty big issues. Yeah, I'm like, and I come to at the end, I'm Oh my God, I I know myself so much better here, but also (laughs) (laughs) on my nipples. Uh, Where where can people find you if they want to? I'll put links in the show notes to do go on podcasts and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But the main one they want, you want them to find you on is Instagram, right? Yes. Because I want to get to 10,000, not in a desperate uh, bid for fame, just because I want it to say 10K. Instead of 7,607, which it currently is, you know. That is precise. I think I, if, I, if I'm going to check. I was kind of making that up, but I could be right. Let's find out. Here we go. Oh, 7,607. Oh, an eight. I've had, a, I've had one more since then. So please, uh, across all your accounts, follow Jess. Get her to a target. Um, you know, the world's going through some tough times. If you could pledge your support to Jess, that would really mean a lot. Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything. I don't no. post that much, so it's not like I'm going to be clogging up your feeds. Okay. I post a tasteful amount. Mm. <laughs> tasteful amount of nipple, I should say. Sorry, okay. I need to make that clear. Yes. Matt's nipples, I post only uh, every only now and then. Only tasteful amount. Yeah. <laughs> With a suitable amount of blur. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us, Jess. Pleasure. I'll I'll see you real soon, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple of days. Bye. We did it. We did it. Can you believe it? I cannot even believe it. We did it.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.